Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Welcome back to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are so glad that you're with us today, and we are excited to jump into our topic on grace with you. It's good to be at the old podcast booth. <laughs> Which happens to be my office today. Yeah, We're kind of a that. mobile podcast crew here. We are. Um which is nice. We've got some equipment that can, uh, we could do this in our car. Uh, <laughs> we could. At a park somewhere. Never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're mobile because we have to remember to bring the equipment where we're going to be. Right. Which seems to be our issue. But yes. regardless, thankful for a quiet office today to record this episode. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. And we're really excited uh, as we broach this subject of grace today. It's the third week that we just finished. Mm-hmm. Within reengage yep. and really exciting um, first few weeks, really I think the table has been set well. These topics really build upon one another. We started off with love and yep. then worked to brokenness, yep. and um, and then obviously here on grace. Um, but I think as we think about the Word of God being a mirror, you know, the Word of God reveals things, not how we look on the outside. Though at 46, I wish I could hide some of the things <laughs> with regards to way up, I look on the outside. Like, for example, last night when Walker told me while giving me a head massage that I had black hair underneath this white yeah. blonde hair. <laughs> Leave it up to the kids to point out your deficiencies. <laughs> Always. And then we go looking for our self-esteem for the rest of the evening. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, thankful for kids to point things out that maybe we are trying to forget about. That's right. Um, yet the mirror of God's word, we can't run and hide from that. Um, it, it reveals not the way we look on the outside, but the inside. Yep. As it says in James chapter 1, he who looks intently at the Word of God will learn to walk in liberty. Because um, we get set free when we discover things in our lives that need to be dealt with. And when God does that, and through his forgiveness and grace, we're able to walk freely. But thankfully, the Word points out things um, that maybe we can't see. We can't see with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. Um, our inability to love. Yeah, that was really the... To us. The principle of the last two weeks, mm-hmm. um, as we talked about the topic of love, and then we talked about brokenness, in both cases, the, those two things fell under this broad principle of really recognizing our inability to love mm-hmm. um, as Christ has loved us. And again, we embrace that not as a way to feel crushed and defeated, right? Um, but as a way to express our need for Christ and our need for the gospel, because in ourselves, we are unable to do um, what our spouse needs us to do, which is to love like Christ has loved us, or our children, or a friendship, or a family member. You know, all of this, again, we've talked about this, but these broad gospel principles apply to all relationships, Mm -hmm. not just marriage. And so now we've moved into this topic, um, week three here on grace, and we have also moved into a different principle, which is to embrace humility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I th- one thing that I think is so great about reengage this curriculum is that it lays such a foundational groundwork, but it also builds every week upon the previous week. Yeah. And so, as I was just thinking about the topic of grace and humility, 
really we can't fake either one of those things. Yeah. Um, and they are best expressed when we have first acknowledged how fall or how far we fall short. Right. And how desperately we need the Lord. Right. Because when we express how desperately we need and we acknowledge how desperately we need him, we're then able to see more clearly how abundantly he has stepped in mm-hmm. to love us and to meet us in our weakness and love us still. Yeah. Um, not when we were cleaned up and presentable, but when we were most unlovable, he stepped in yeah. and loved us first. And so when we, that's important. The order of that is important oh, too, totally. because when we see that, then we're, we understand how much we have been forgiven and how much we have been loved. Yes. Therefore, we are compelled to love yeah. those closest to us in the same way. Right. And we recognize our inability to love and we recognize our brokenness. It makes us recipients for God's grace. Totally. As Pastor Troy has mentioned before, humility, humbleness, is a lightning rod for his grace yeah. to touch down upon us. Yeah. But I think it starts off with understanding, as you mentioned, we have a need. <laughs> yeah. And we need him. In, in our marriage. And I think every single person who's married that wedding day, you know, the perfect day in your mind, uh, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm, I have this person who I, I love deeply. But then, you know, marriage becomes a real eye opener. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm failing at the things I promised I would do. Yeah. And you realize, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not enough. And I think that's the kind of the point of the gospel and the point of God's word to bring it to that bring us to that place where we go, I'm not enough, mm-hmm. but Jesus is. Yeah. And his grace is sufficient in our weakness. Yeah. And what we're not, he is. And yeah. what I can't do, he can. Right. And I just think that's a wonderful picture of, of what we're uh, unpacking today when it comes to his grace, because his grace is an absolute, um, I think it says it right here, is, 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 is very much a central, integral a uh, part of any relationship. It says here, it's the foundational pillar to any healthy relationship is you've got to have grace yeah. for one another. Yeah. And they, and grace, you know, has been defined several ways. I think in the world of Christianity, God's riches at Christ's expense mm-hmm. is a great one. Um, just simply, though, it's this idea of undeserved love. Yeah. Right? And it's something that we we just flat out can't earn yeah we don't deserve it right and and christ paid a huge price Mm -hmm. to give it to us yeah um but you're right like this concept this gift of god this grace is foundational yeah um in our relationship with god and then it becomes a foundational piece in a healthy relationship like marriage like the parent-child relationship um friendship like grace is an important piece yeah um i do love that they pointed out that not only when we trust um in christ as our savior does he extend grace but he also has extended his kindness to us right um because and that kindness paves the way for the relationship to be possible Mm -hmm. it says his kindness leads to our repentance yeah right and he's been lavish in his kindness toward us yeah and yep. so, therefore, as um, you know, in a marriage relationship, that's a gut check. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Am I lavish in my kindness? Right. Toward my spouse. 
And I think, you know, we understand grace, maybe from a biblical sense, the living out grace underneath our roofs and in our homes is a whole different story. And I think we can really, you know, kind of fall into that trap of moving from grace-based to works-based. Yeah. Where it's like, well, you do certain things for me, and then in response, you know, I'll give you grace. And, um, And so we can start operating in our homes exactly opposite from what the gospel teaches us. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we may even walk into marriage not realizing that we do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it may be because that was the way that our home operated, right? Yep. Like our growing up years. Um, sometimes it's more of a transactional relationship. Right. Like you obey, you know, parent-child, you obey, you do what we want, you perform, mm-hmm. and we show love to you. Yeah. And then the opposite, you don't obey, you don't do what we've expected of you and we withhold love from you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. not it's not an ideal, that's not a, a healthy way to function, but probably honestly, we default to that often. We do. In our humanity. Yeah. And we want a better way. Yes. Which is we want the gospel to infuse Everything that Every we do. Every area of our lives. And the, the grace that is a huge piece of the gospel, yeah. we also want to infuse into our relationships so yep. that we can have a grace-based marriage, yes. a grace-based parenting style, a grace-based friendship. Um, and, you know, I think our world is desperate yeah. for those kinds of relationships. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think um, when we think about grace being really opposite of, of how we're prone to, uh, to act and, and, and think in, in, um, in, in every area of our lives um, is radically uh, transformational when we think about God's grace. When it touches down our lives and we really, really get a sense for what Christ did on our behalf, um, then that can change our perspective and, and change how we, we think and, 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 and talk and act in life. And I think that's why we have to continue to come back to the gospel. We never move on from it. We never get over Jesus and what he did for us. We just keep going down deeper into it. And that's why I love that our podcast series is going deeper. And that's what we want to do, going deeper with this topic of grace, because it's something that we all need, because it is a pillar to every relationship. Yeah, we were so blessed this last week to hear from um, Jeff and Alicia Stone came and shared their testimony with our group and talked about this very thing in their own marriage mm-hmm. um, through a, just a season of, of hardship and how the Lord impressed on each of them the need, actually they shared several seasons, hard things they have gone through, but the need for them as a spouse to show grace yeah. to one another. And yeah. you know, I think that, um, again, like you said, we can know in our head, like we need to do this. We want to be these kinds of people. Mm-hmm. But living it out is a whole different test. It is. And, you know, they just talked about just simple things yeah. like instead of, you know, hearing maybe some disappointing news from each other, like this is what's happening, you know, here's uh, here's the problem. Instead of immediately defaulting to, oh, my goodness, <laughs> how could you do this to us? You know, you're so this, that, or the other. Grace would approach the situation and and immediately give the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. to our spouse mm-hmm. um, or even to our child. This is so foundational for parenting too. Yeah. Instead of you know going into that accusatory tone in which we 
assume that we're better than the other person and we are going to then critique and condemn everything they've just done, grace would say, no, there may be a mistake here. There may be a fault here, but I'm going to choose to believe the best. That doesn't mean to be blind um, or dishonest about what's happened, but rather than becoming um, critical of your spouse, becoming an advocate and a partner with your spouse. Right. And, you know, together, how can we make the best of the situation? And mm-hmm. so they just shared some things like that that were really, you know, it just made me think of um, the daily decisions that we find ourselves in, in marriage, in life. All those little daily responses add up. Mm-hmm. And if we get into a pattern where we're so used to always believing the worst yeah, about our spouse or our child or our parent or whatever, our friend we get in this negative spiral where we can't even see the good anymore. And we just become kind of Pharisees living under the same roof. Totally. Yeah. I think um, if we look at church on Sundays being the class, then at home uh, Monday through Saturday is the lab. Right. Right. (laughs) Where we're really going to get to experience firsthand, you know, what a graceless home can look like. Yeah. And why we need to infuse our homes with God's grace. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, our mode of operation can quickly be opposite of the gospel. Yeah. And, uh, and so God teaches us through the lab of life and in our homes and in our marriages. He's like, if you want this to work, you're going to have to lean in on me and trust me and depend upon my grace in order for this relationship with your wife, relationship with your kids to actually work. Yeah. And so I love that. And I think it's important that we understand the implications of the gospel when it comes to the grace that he's given us. Because again, you know, we can we can be conformed to the patterns and ways of this world, or we can allow our minds to be transformed through the renewing of it in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so I love how grace is depicted throughout the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's a theme from beginning yes. to end. There's certain pictures that really encapsulate uh, all the more the power of grace to change someone's life. Mm-hmm. And more so ever, I think in uh, John chapter 8, you have this beautiful story that unfolds of Jesus' encounter with this adulterous woman. Many of you, you're familiar with this passage. Uh, there's this woman who's caught in the act of adultery. Obviously, we know this was a setup by uh, some of these scribes and Pharisees who caught this woman in the act. They bring her before Jesus to try to trap him. Um, and they say, Jesus, hey, listen, the Old Testament says, uh, says a woman who's committed adultery should be stoned. What do you say? How should we proceed? And Jesus... <laughs> looks at them and says, he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And in that moment, uh, the oldest, uh, having recognized, okay, yep, (laughs) I can't be throwing that stone. I've got sin in my life. They they start dropping the stones and walking away until there's nobody left Mm -hmm. with this woman except Jesus. The one person who didn't have sin and the one person who had a right to maybe stone her Mm-hmm. chose not to. And then what he says to her is so powerful when we think about the gospel of God's grace. He says, woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. And then Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on, sin no more. And the sequence 
there that Jesus uses is very critical to understanding the gospel. Notice he doesn't say, um, go and sin no more, and then you won't be condemned and I'll accept you. Yeah. He says, you're not condemned. I accept you. Therefore, go and sin no more. It's the liberating power of understanding that God loves us and accepts us, and that actually gives us the ability to then go and sin no more because the God of this universe loves us for who we are. Now you think, how is that possible? How can he just say, hey, I love you and accept you. Go and sin no more, right? It's because Jesus would ultimately go to a cross, and he would be the one to be condemned in her place in our place. He would be the one to be stoned to death for our sins so that he could offer us forgiveness and give us his grace and extend to us something that we did not earn, unmerited favor of God by what he did at the cross. And so it's that gospel that's unpacked even within that story that helps us understand the implications and how this should be lived out in our lives, that we love and accept one another first. And that's the power to actually change. Yeah. Right. It's very hard to have any desire to change when you feel like you're under the thumb of somebody who only sees you at your worst, right? Yeah. And who holds it over you continually. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing in us that wants to get better, be better for that person um, or walk away from maybe what we're doing when we feel like we're condemned. Um, and yet that's what makes grace so radical mm-hmm. because we are always thinking in terms of, you know, in our flesh, earning things and working for things and presenting our case yeah. and then being loved for it. Right. And and the gospel turns that upside down on its head and says, you you have no case. Right. No matter what you put before mm-hmm. me, it's not enough. It's not enough. I don't love you because of what you do. I love you simply because that's who I am. Right. And I'm extending this to you. Um, and so that is that in itself is so powerful. Yeah. And that can transform. And I think that's where you, you know, when we accept that, when we re- recognize that for all that it is, and we know ourselves, yeah. we know how sinful we are. Yeah. And when we realize that God went first and initiated love for us, that's humbling. Yeah. Right? That will um, chip away our pride down to nothing to realize what he's done for us. And so it's out of that that we then turn to our spouse and we offer grace. Grace. Yeah. Because we have been offered grace. Yeah. And so we don't want to withhold it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think, very simply put, in kind of like simple terms, to think of it this way religion is due and then you'll be accepted. Yeah. Christianity flips that on its head and says you're accepted because something has been done yep. for you. Yep. And, and, and so I think as we come into marriage and realize that this really can, it can be a game changer for how our relationship with one another works towards intimacy and fellowship and oneness that mm-hmm. God desires mm-hmm. when we extend grace to one another. And that doesn't mean we give a license. Exactly, yeah. I think as we're saying this, you know, there's probably some of you listening who are thinking, you know, this is lovely. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening in my home. Right. You don't know how I'm being sinned against. And you're right, we don't. Um, so I want to read this this uh, little paragraph because I think it's so important from our reengaged text, actually, it says, extending grace doesn't mean that you grant your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with permission to continue to hurt you. 
And it doesn't mean that the feelings of pain they have caused you are now invalid. However, to re-engage with your spouse, you must follow Christ's example as an initiator. Mm -hmm. He does not initiate with you because of how lovable you are. He initiates again and again because his love for you is perfect and his love for you perseveres even when you're most unlovable. Yeah. That's how God loves us. Mm -hmm. So we want to love like him in response. But that doesn't mean that love comes with no boundaries or love doesn't seek help when you need it. Yeah. Um, love doesn't turn a blind eye and just become you know, a, a, a doormat. doormat for abuse or anything. We're not saying that um, there's a right place and a yes. right time to get help yeah. and to um, ask for someone for another set of eyes mm -hmm. on the circumstance. That's wisdom. So don't think that this is just a license, like you said, to do whatever in marriage, and we're supposed to respond with grace. Right. Um, that's not what we're saying. Yeah, but grace doesn't give us a license to sin. No. Actually, grace teaches us not to sin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And then responds to one another with a kindness, right. the same kindness that's been shown to you yeah. from God. So, you know, this made me think, like, as believers... We want, you know, the gospel is supposed to um, radically change us from the inside out. It mm -hmm. does radically change us from the inside out. So therefore, our relationships should look different. And it made me think of the current climate, the world that we live in right now, which oh, is yeah. cancel culture yeah. everywhere. That's the method of the world, right? And mm -hmm. in cancel culture, there is no grace. There is no kindness. There is no forgiveness. There is no bearing with one another in love. It is just a, a pure, you do something, you blow it, and on your worst day, we dismiss you yeah. permanently. And there's no way to earn favor back. There's no path for restoring relationship. We just are done with you. Yeah. And this topic of grace, mm -hmm. you realize as believers, we cannot respond that way. No. We can't operate that way. We shouldn't operate that yeah. way. It's 100% antithetical to the gospel. Oh, totally. And if we're going to live as children of light, then our marriages, our friendships, our family dynamics should be different. Absolutely. And the world should look at us and realize there's a better way to do this, mm -hmm. and that is the way of Jesus. That's right. So I think it's important that we embrace this isn't just like a theological concept, mm -hmm. but this grace should trickle down into everything we do. Yeah. And therefore be And be the lens witness. of which we see our lives yeah. and see this world through. Yeah, and be a witness for Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, as we talked about grace in our small group and stuff, that's the challenge, right? That is the challenge. <laughs> like, how do we take what we know to be true and what we've experienced put because of the gospel? <laughs> and then on the worst day with our spouse, yeah. or maybe just every day, yeah. in the, the things that bug us and disappoint us and, yes. you know cause us to grow cold toward one right. another, how do we extend yeah. grace? Easy to be a Christian on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, different <laughs> to do it in your home. Um, and right. we get it because we're with you in that struggle and we realize that this is, this is where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. The practical outworking and showing uh, grace to our spouse and to our kids, yep. to our friends, to our neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. So as we wrap up today, we just wanted to kind of explain the, the concept of grace and, and, you know, catch you up a little bit where we're at this week. Mm -hmm. um, but we want to also throw a challenge your way. It's the same challenge that's been thrown to us this yeah. week. 
And that is this, um, when your spouse, if you're in a marriage relationship or your child, your coworker, your family member, your friend, Mm -hmm. when one of those people you're in close relationship with, um, this week frustrates you, hurts you, disappoints you, how could you, how can I look for an opportunity to extend grace Mm -hmm. to that person? Yeah. And it makes me think of Paul's charge to the church in Ephesians 4, and I just want to read a couple of verses here. This is what he wrote to the Ephesian church. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, Hmm. with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There you go. Right? I mean, he lays it out for us. Lays it out. Here are some ways in which we can extend grace, humility, Mm -hmm. gentleness with patience, bearing with one another in love, trying to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There you go. That is transformational. That's transformational. When we put that into practice in a relationship, one thing I've always heard growing up is that godliness is attractive. And if you want to have uh, increase a level of attractiveness in your home, put these things into practice um, because godliness is a magnet mm-hmm. in our relationships. Because who's not drawn to someone who's willing to be sacrificial, loving, kind, patient, bearing with one another? Right. Like that's so attractive and that blossoms into intimacy and true, genuine fellowship that God desires and wants for all of our relationships. Yeah. And so, it's exactly opposite of what the world is exactly offering. Exactly opposite. No one wants to be canceled. No. It might feel good to cancel someone else, but when you're in the hot seat and it's your worst day Mm -hmm. and you've blown it, that's not what you want. That's not the treatment you want. And and praise God, that's not the treatment we get. Right. And thankfully, Jesus canceled all our debt at the cross so that we could be accepted and never have to be canceled by God ever again. That's right. So we just want you to know today that um, this is what makes me laugh. As we extend this challenge your way... Um, know that we too will be tested probably immediately in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we say, <laughs> look for an opportunity to extend grace to your spouse. I'm laughing internally thinking, and God will be gracious to us, and yeah. he will give us an opportunity. We will probably disappoint one another yeah. in the next 24 hours, if right. I had to guess, yep. <laughs> and give us practice, um, an opportunity to practice what we preach yes. as well. So we are with you. We're with you in this. Yeah. Yep. But wouldn't it be amazing? I, I think about this with... Reengage. Um, I just think about this with the state of our world. What if, mm-hmm. what if our homes were gospel based? What if they were grace based? What kind of impact would we have mm-hmm. if our neighbors, um, those around us, could look at our homes and our marriages, mm-hmm. not with you know some sort of not to inflate our pride, but with wonder at why is it working differently over there? Yeah. Why is there peace? Yeah. You know, normal. There's normal circumstances. Life is happening in the, in their family, but why is there peace? Why do things not fall apart? Yeah. Why do they get along? Why do they um, build one another up? What's different about them? That's right. Like, just imagine the impact. This world is so desperate for hope. They are. These are heavy days. Yep. Every time I turn on the news, it's really depressing really fast. Mm-hmm. And yet 
is there a better opportunity for the church to shine brightly yeah. than right now? Than right now. And as a church that's called grace, yeah, right. you know, to live that out in, in, in the world and in the place where God has planted us um, can be transformational. Yeah. As a, we give the world a different view uh, of what marriage can look like, of what parenting can look like, yeah. um, and to the glory of God and exactly. for our good. I pray that the grace of God would have its effectual work in our lives this week. Yep. Well, why don't you pray for us, Trav, and close us out? Let's do that. God, thank you for your grace, for it is by grace we have been saved through faith in Christ alone. Um, And so thank you for that salvation, but it's the grace of God, undeserved love, unmerited favor of God for us through Jesus. And that has changed us from the inside out, that we're not the same people we used to be. And I pray that the grace of God would touch down in all of our lives um, this week and that we'd be impacted by that so that we operate in such a way that is so different from, from this world because we've spent time in the Word. Yeah. Um, thank you for your grace upon our lives. Help us to live godly um, in this present age that's evil. We want to be something different. Uh, we want to be those who represent God to this world because the grace of God has changed us. And we pray that for every family that's listening, whether they're struggling in their marriage or in parenting or whatever relationship it might be, give us the grace this week for the glory of God and for our good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, we are looking forward to being with you again next week. We hope these podcasts are a great little shot in the arm. That's kind of what they are yeah. for us, too. Just Absolutely. Just some I love midweek it. encouragement. And we hope that that will be true for you. Have a great week and we'll talk to you then. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. As always, thank you so much for spending some of your week with us. We don't take it lightly. We really, truly appreciate it and just want to make sure that we extend a thank you. Um, So if there's more or anything that we can do for you, uh, like we mentioned pretty much every episode, please drop us an email, send us a message, um, Please do also pass along these episodes if you find them encouraging, thought-provoking, um, helpful in any way. Leave us a review, you know, like them, subscribe to when our new episodes roll out, but also pass them along to friends and family that you feel like could also benefit. Um, and this series that we're doing, Swimming in the Deep End, is taking a deeper dive into lessons um, from our current marriage study called Reengage, which you've heard Travis and Stephanie mention. And I know that we've talked about it, but I just want to reiterate, we are here for you. So if you are catching up um, or have stumbled across these episodes, we definitely have resources available for you. Um, we want to come alongside marriages, families. So if you head to grace.church and look up family ministries, we've got loads of stuff on our webpage. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram if you look up Grace Church Family Ministries. And our whole goal and hope with all of these things is to resource you, encourage you, and hopefully be, um, as Steph was talking about today, be someone who infuses your life and your home with hope, the hope of the gospel and the hope Um, that the gospel provides because it's absolute ultimate truth in a world that's not always easy to navigate. So again, thank you for your time. Um, Let us know how we can be uh, more available to you, praying for you, um, and we will see you again soon.